Apparently, we are not allowed to say the word groomer anymore, which is hilarious for about 100 reasons, and we'll get to all 100 reasons. But the, the primary reason that this is so funny is because of who is telling us what we are allowed to say or what we are not allowed to say. The mainstream media overnight, and I am literally actually talking about overnight, has engaged in what can only be described as um, a coordinated effort, but coordinated meaning that they are echoing or parroting the same talking points, but not coordinated in the sense that whoever it was that decided that this would be the talking point of the day in the mainstream media forgot to tell each of these outlets that, you know, you actually have to change the phraseology of your headlines so it doesn't look like you just copied and pasted the same headlines. So overnight, these are... Over the last two days, I should say, these are some of the headlines. So the national interest says why Republicans are smearing everyone as pedophiles now. Conspiracy theories work on different levels, he says. MSNBC, this is Chris Hayes. GOP smears political opponents as pro-pedophile. The Washington Post, teachers who mention sexuality are, quote, grooming kids, conservatives say. CNN says when a sitting U.S. congresswoman gives oxygen to a dangerous conspiracy theory by falsely accusing her colleagues of being pro-pedophile, the country has a problem and her party has an urgent obligation to fix it. The Washington Post, again, this is Philip Bump this time, says the new red scare, the right leans into pedophilia accusations. Vice News says conservatives are smearing don't say gay opponents as pedophile groomers. Um... Talking Points Memo says, why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? Oh God, why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? By the way, this isn't just liberals. This isn't just the mainstream media. This isn't just, you know, the corporate press. This is also some people who like to call themselves conservatives. David French is who I'm talking about. He wrote a piece called Against the Groomer Smear. So you'll notice these, uh, these words, smear, pedophile, conspiracy, uh, groomer, this is this is the the order of the day from the mainstream media is to tell us that we are not allowed to say the word groomer. We are not allowed to use this phrase to describe, you know, groomers, people who are grooming children. And like I said, this is this is maybe hilarious for a lot of reasons because um, this shows us how scared the left is of how the right is behaving right now. But the first the first and foremost, the primary reason this is funny is because the mainstream media, I mean, they claim that they're independent. They claim they claim that they act with integrity. They claim that they are not beholden to the left. And then this, we see this before our very eyes, just this slew of headlines from the corporate press. And they all have basically the exact same headline, the exact same talking points. They have been told what to say, and they are just acting on this. So the irony here as well, by the way, is that the left claims that the parental rights and education bill, whether it's the one in Florida, whether it's the one that is been introduced in Ohio, which we're going to talk about today, the irony is that the left claims they, they've named those bills don't say gay. They are claiming that those bills would disallow somebody or make it even illegal for somebody to say gay. Now, this is, of course, false, but the irony is that they're, they're pretending that they're mad because these bills might might not allow someone to say gay, not allow someone to say a word. But then the left is telling us that we are not allowed to use a certain word. So um, the lesson there is that, well, the left obviously is a hypocrite. They The only standards they have are double standards. But um, the real lesson is that their ideology allows them to do what they want, even at the price of hurting children, while not allowing us to have, us as conservatives, to have any opinion at all or to ask any questions. The question they don't want us to ask is, what is a groomer? And that is a question that I want to talk about in a little bit more depth today. I'm Liz Wheeler. Welcome to The Liz Wheeler Show. (laughs) 
Well, the new inflation numbers are out and they are the worst this country has ever seen or the worst this country has seen in 40 years, I should say. The price of gas is up, price of housing up, the U.S. national debt is way up. Good thing we have American Hartford Gold because with our current administration printing and spending the way that they do, trillions of dollars, experts don't expect it to get better anytime soon. So how do you protect your money, your retirement, your savings? Well, when times are turbulent, Americans like you and like me turn to real assets like physical gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can show you how to hedge your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they will have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k, and they make it easy. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. So don't wait, call them now. Call 855-768-1883, that is 855-768-1883, or text Liz to 65532. Again, the phone number is 855-768-1883, or text Liz, L-I-Z, to 65532. You will be glad you did. It is the responsible thing to do for yourself and for your family. Okay. So first of all, the reason that this, this, this concerted effort is being made by the mainstream media and by leftists, now we're talking leftists from politicians to mainstream media to blue checkmark on Twitter, blue checkmarks on Twitter. The reason this concerted effort is being made is because we conservatives have won this battle. The battle I'm talking about, of course, is the parental rights and education bill that is not a bill anymore. It is a law in Florida because Governor Ron DeSantis signed it into law. There is now a similar bill that has been introduced in Ohio and conservatives won this fight. The left tried to frame this parental rights and education bill. They tried to frame it. They labeled it as the don't say gay bill. Parents on both sides of the aisle, Democrat parents and conservative parents did not fall for this. The vast majority of people support the parental rights and education bill. They know that it doesn't prohibit anybody from saying gay. They know what it does. It protects against grooming. And conservatives won. And this scares the left because the left counts. The left's strategy is to make false accusations or to create straw man arguments or to engage in such hyperbole that um, such hyperbole or, or, or redefine the very word that we're talking about in order to, to scare voters into compliance. And they tried every one of those things in Florida. They tried lying about what the bill was. People didn't fall for it. They tried, um, they tried redefining words. They tried redefining gender identity and sexual orientation. They tried to redefine it in the curriculum itself to say this is a, a normal exploration of human sexuality to tell a kindergartner that she can be a boy if she wants to be a boy. They've tried to redefine words. They have created straw man arguments in hopes of shooting it down um, in hopes that voters will fall for that. None of this worked. None of this worked. Parents and voters were smart in Florida and across the country to see through this. And um, this scares the left so much. They, they don't know what to do because this has been their default tactic for the last probably 20 years. And conservatives haven't been very good historically at combating this. It's only been very recently, not, e not, even, not even since Trump I wouldn't even say that far back. I'm talking about in the last two years, critical race theory, and then this, this, these groomer bills. Um, these are really the first two times that conservatives and Republicans, maybe not Republicans so much, conservatives have you fought fire with fire and said, listen, we're, we're going we're gonna to define exactly what these words mean. We are going to define what these bills are in the eyes of the people. And now the difference, of course, is that conservatives don't have to lie to do this. They just have to 
well, be smart with their marketing, but they don't have to tell lies. They don't have to redefine words. What they did in this case is um, they took a, t- a, a word or a topic that we're all familiar with, a groomer, a groomer, or to groom a child is to condition a child to for sexual abuse. A lot of times that's associated with, at least in our minds, with a single pedophile who grooms a child to accept that pedophile's sexual abuse of that particular, that, that one-on-one interaction. That's, that's how our culture understands the word groomer. So when we use the word groomer or groomers to describe, you know, teachers who are um, teaching kindergartners that they can be transgender or hiding from parents when sixth graders transition in public school, um, the, the, that iteration of the word groomer, we're not redefining the word. Really, the the definition of the word groomer as it applies to these parental rights and education bills or how the left right now is behaving um, towards children, it's really the offspring of the original form of the word groomer. And this is really this is really important to explore because because not just the mainstream media, not just the left are telling us, oh, we're not allowed to use the word groomer. Even some conservatives are saying, you know, don't use that. That, that, really, that really is disrespectful to victims of sexual abuse who have been groomed. And let me just tell you, it, it is intricately correlated and really important to call out the left being soft on child sex abuse, because make no mistake, they are. So I want to start right now by talking a little bit about this straw man from the left. The left has uh, built up this straw man in the last couple of days. This this narrative that says, you know, conservatives claim that all teachers in public schools are pedophiles themselves. And this what a straw man is, is you build this up so that you can shoot it down and it distracts from the more nuanced um, reality of what we're facing. So this is, of course, not what conservatives are claiming. Nobody that I know has, uh, nobody that should be taken seriously is claiming that all teachers or even all leftists are themselves pedophiles. Nobody's claiming that. Um, as I said, this is a logical fallacy the left is engaging in to distract from the truth. Now, of course, the teachers are not um, necessarily pedophiles themselves, but they are, they are using the sexualization of children or the sexual abuse of children, which we will define in a minute, as a tool, as a tool to create this permanent class of leftists in this young generation. So it's a difference without a distinction in in our analysis of the word themselves. So whether the teacher themselves gets sexual gratification from uh, this sexual abuse, or whether they get political gratification from the sexual abuse of the children, does it matter? Does it matter whether the teacher is getting sexual gratification from sexual abuse or political gratification from sexual abuse? Does it matter? The fact of the matter is they are grooming children. Now, grooming, of course, as I said, is the conditioning of a child for sexual abuse. So let's think about what what the children, what's happening to these children in school. Um, teachers, and school administrators and school board members and leftists and organizations like Planned Parenthood that are involved in the sex ed curriculum in school, they are um, encouraging and facilitating young children to take transgender hormones, to mutilate their body, which destroys not only their sexuality, but also their fertility. And so in a nutshell, mutilating a young child's body, their sexuality and their fertility, that is abusive. These leftist adults are not only in, in not only exposing children to this reality. They are, they're normalizing it. They are encouraging it. They reward it. They, they, they reward it with, um, with privilege points. They virtue signal 
on behalf of a child if a child wants to identify as this, this marginalized, oppressed group. And they actually facilitate this, whether we're talking about you know, school guidance counselors, whether we're talking about transition closets, whether we're talking about using preferred pronouns, whether we're talking about hiding these transitions from, from students' parents, these, these adults in schools, there's no question, are, are encouraging and facilitating this. That is the dictionary definition of, of grooming. This is not a difficult concept to understand. So basically, if you are teaching kindergartners that they should be masturbating, these are all real things taught to, taught to children in schools. Not every school, but a lot of schools. Not isolated incidents. This is the norm. If you are teaching first graders to be transgender, if you are hiding from parents when their 11-year-old boy wants to be a girl, if you are, like Disney is doing, deliberately adding a queer agenda to your children's programming, um, or if you are defending any of the above, then yeah, you are grooming children for sexual abuse for your own gratification, whether, whether it be sexual or whether it be political. And no, this is none of this is hyperbolic. So this question that the left doesn't want us to ask is what is a groomer? What does it mean when a political apparatus made up in part by, yes, teachers unions and organizations like Planned Parenthood and activists that push critical race theory and queer theory, what, what, what happens to children when they are deliberately exposed to this information by these adults with political agendas. What is the purpose of this? If the purpose of this, uh, if the purpose of this exposure is to beget something, like I said, I use the word gratification, but if it is, it, if, if it is used to beget an end, if it is used to beget an agenda, then again, it's almost beside the point. We can understand why they're doing it, but it's beside the point because the sexual abuse is, is, is the means to an end, but the sexual abuse still occurs. And it is sexual abuse to mutilate these children. Even, even Vice, by the way. So I read through some of these articles that I read the titles of uh, a moment ago, but even Vice defines groomer this way in, in their article. Now, here's why I like ExpressVPN. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock Netflix content. Now, here's how it works. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so that you can control where you want Netflix to think you are located. They have almost 100 different server locations, so you can gain access to thousands of new shows, of different shows. This works with many other streaming services too, not just Netflix, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. Now, I like ExpressVPN because I like all of the options. I don't like to be limited. It's also easy to use. You just open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect, and voila, just refresh the page to access the geo-restricted show that you wanted to watch. I chose ExpressVPN over other VPN services because they are blazing fast. So I can stream in HD with zero buffering. I also like ExpressVPN because it encrypts my data so that I can browse the web securely. So be smart, be like me. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash Liz. Don't forget to use my link, expressvpn.com slash Liz to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Liz. So this is what Vice, uh, Vice writes. This is the headline. Conservatives are smearing don't say gay opponents as pedophile groomers. This is what they write. As social conservatives introduce a raft of anti-LGBTQ legislation focused on classrooms and LGBTQ teens like Florida's new don't say gay law, they've resurrected some rhetoric that's strikingly similar to that used during the 1978 campaign that Harvey Milk, Sally Miller, Gerhardt, and many others organized to defeat. They claim that anyone who mentions LGBTQ issues in the classroom is sexually grooming children, conflating a term that's long been used to describe pedophiles 
training kids to accept their sexual assault to smear their opponents as sexual predators. So this is interesting because Vice actually actually defines groomer the way that it should be defined. A term that has long been used to describe pedophiles training kids to accept their sexual assault. So that's essentially what's happening in these schools is there are adults training kids to accept sexual abuse. Now, like I said, the gratification mechanism might be a little bit different, but it's a difference without a distinction because the sexual abuse is happening. And the sexual abuse wouldn't happen if there was not conditioning, if there was not exposure to this material before the sexual abuse happened. Meaning if you had a random kindergartner and you brought him into kindergarten and you never had any gender theory, no queer theory, no transgenderism, nothing. You just taught him reading, writing, arithmetic. And then a teacher came up to this little girl and said, um, I'm going to cut your hair and I'm going to turn you into a boy and talk to you about your body and tell you things about male genitalia that you might want about your body. The little kid would say, absolutely not. The little kid would be freaked out as she should be. The little kid would hopefully tell the school administrators and the parents, and this would, this would never fly. This would never work. And so a conditioning has to take place in order for a child to accept um, the transgender ideology, to actually take part in that, that bodily abuse, that abuse of sexuality, that abuse, that, that bodily abuse, that abuse of fertility. In order to take part in this abuse, they have to be used to the idea. They have to be conditioned to it. And so enter these, these books, these, these pornographic books, these, these that have photographs, obscene photographs, these stories, these graphic novels that we see. Um, these videos, you know, the Disney programming, the, the sex ed curriculum that talks to children about, you know, the gender spectrum and preferred pronouns and, you know, how, how many different iterations of sexual partners you can have and, you know, how you might not know what you actually are gender wise. Like all of this stuff is the conditioning. So even Vice, even Vice says pedophiles training kids to accept their sexual assaults. Okay. So you just change the mechanism of gratification and it is the exact same thing. So why shouldn't we use this word to describe what's happening in public schools. It's very accurate. We should use this word. Again, this is why the left doesn't want us to use this word because it is very accurate. And because it's very accurate, this word already has a negative connotation, obviously, in the eyes of the American public, voters on both sides of the aisle. And so when it is used, a word with a pre-existing negative connotation is used to accurately describe what the left is doing to our children in classrooms. Of course, it results in the left losing. It results in the right winning. It results in the protection of children. This agenda is defeated on a legal level. And the left doesn't want that. The left does not want that. Here's the other thing. So there's a, there's a um, San Francisco Board of Supervisors member, California State Assembly member who is gay, who was um, talking about this being a throwback to the 1970s. He's part of this article in Vice. His name is Tom Amiano. Um, he said there's kind of a deja vu talking about the 1970s. These people conservatives, are insinuating that you are going to come into the classroom and expose your genitals and talk about sex acts. And he's saying this as if this is some hyperbole, that this is absurd. You know, of course, these, these, these groomer teachers aren't going to come in and talk about sex acts. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, that's exactly what they do. They actually come in and talk about sex acts. And we're not talking about um, the biological, we're not talking about how sex ed should be in school, right? Sex ed in school should be at the high school level and it should be um, when a sperm meets an egg, this is, how, this is how a baby's formed. This is how a woman's menstrual cycle works. You know, first you have the menses and then you have the ovulation. And if there's no ovulation, then comes the shedding of the uterus again. This is the window that you can get pregnant and you get pregnant when you have sex, when the sperm meets the egg. Like that should be the biological education for sex in our public schools. It shouldn't be the, the social aspect of it. It shouldn't even really be the moral aspect of it. That should be done by parents and in churches. It should just be the biology. Teach people 
exactly how the biology of their bodies work. Well, as I said, Vice and this this um, LGBTQ individual is acting like, what do you think is happening? That these teachers, these groomer teachers are talking about sex acts. That is exactly what's happening. There's a book called Gender Queer. And just be forewarned, before this comes up on the screen, this is very graphic. This, this is, well, it's a graphic novel, actually, <laughs> written um, by an LGBTQ activist. This is written in 2019. Very, very pornographic type pictures here. This book, Gender Queer, I do want to I do want to show you on the screen here was found in the school libraries in in Illinois and in, in a school in a Chicago suburb uh, called Downers Grove. This book was in Texas. This book's been found in the libraries, the school libraries of Loudoun County, Virginia. And I mean, look at this stuff. This is like really nasty, disgusting, pornographic groomer stuff. What does this do? This introduces children to sex acts literally a picture of a sex act. It's introducing children to sex acts that they might not otherwise have engaged in, might not otherwise have, well, they certainly hopefully wouldn't have been seeing a picture of it or learning about sexting, learning about, um, about oral sex, learning about how, how this individual explored their gender identity. I don't even know if this person's a boy or a girl, so I'm not trying purposely to use a, <laughs> uh, to use a preferred pronoun. This is sex acts being discussed in public schools. And this book was created for children as young as 12 years old. Can you imagine? So yes, that's exactly what's happening. These teachers or sex educators are coming in the classroom and they are actually discussing sex acts. And I know, I know what the left is going to say. Well, that book was only in the school library. That book was not officially part of the curriculum. Well, that's the thing. That's that's the difference in legalese between curriculum and materials. Curriculum is something that is uh, reported. You know, this is their curriculum are required. Curricula are required. This is what you're taught. But that does not limit teachers. That does not mean that teachers cannot add additional materials. Materials such as this book that was in the school library. It's also shocking that it was in the school library because if a book like this is in the school library, clearly they think that there's some educational value to it. Um, clearly they think that there would be something worthwhile that the child could learn by reading this book or else they would not have this book in the school library. And so if, here's my question, if this is not grooming, then what is it? What, what is the result? What is the result of, of this grooming? The result of this grooming is take a look at this chart. Take a look at this. This, this is quite something. This is quite something. If you take a look at this, I'm going to open this, um, I'm going to open this on my screen so I can read it exactly as well. But you'll see it on the screen. This is a poll of how many Americans in each generation um, report that they're LGBTQ. This is in 2021 by generation. It says traditionalists born before 1946.8 identify as LGBTQ. Baby boomers who were born between 1946 and 1964, 2.6 identify as LGBTQ. Gen X, that's 1965 to 1980, 4.2% are LGBTQ. Millennials who were born between 1981 and 1996, 10.5%. And then we get to Generation Z. Gen Z, born between 1997 and 2003, 20.8% identifies LGBTQ in 2021. That is one out of every five Gen Zers who claim that they are LGBTQ. So what changed? Why the huge difference? And no, it is not just um, that our country and our environment, our culture is more tolerant of people being out. That is, That does not account for the 
enormous jump because um, compared to millennials, I mean, the culture has not changed in that respect um, between my generation and children 10 or 12 years younger than me. No, no, this is the direct result of grooming. This is the direct result of whether it's Hollywood, whether it is public school teachers, whether it is um, whether it is Democrat politicians, honestly. Um, this is the direct result of leftist organizations, radical leftists, grooming our children, exposing them to the to the sexual abuse and normalizing the sexual abuse, encouraging the sexual abuse, teaching it, validating it, um, rewarding the sexual abuse for the political gratification of the radical leftist agenda. And by the way, it's not just teachers unions. It's not just teachers. It's not just Planned Parenthood. It's not, it's not just leftists. There's actually conservatives who defend this as well. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? And sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is linked to reduced white blood cell count. Now that's bad because white blood cells obviously protect our body against illnesses and disease. They fight viruses, bacteria, and more. And not many people realize this, but having a consistent nighttime routine is so very important to our health. So a better tomorrow starts tonight. Introducing Beam Dream. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand with unique products from everything, from sleep to recovery. And today, you, my viewers and listeners, get a special discount available for Beam's sleep product, their dream powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa. I like it because it contains natural sleep-promoting premium ingredients. It's triple lab tested, no THC, and you wake up refreshed. I'm talking 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster when taking Beam Dream, and 99% of people experience better sleep quality. You just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, you stir it, you enjoy it 30 minutes before bedtime, then you can find out why Forbes and the New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it is trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Packer, Patrick and Baker Mayfield. And if you don't love it, you can get your money back, guaranteed. For a limited time, you can get $20 off when you go to beamorganics.com slash Liz. Use my promo code, though, at checkout. It is L-I-Z, my name, as always. That's B-E-A-M, organics.com slash Liz, and use my promo code Liz for $20 off at checkout. So circling back to where, where we started this today, that apparently we're not allowed to say the word groomer anymore, even though it very accurately represents what's happening uh, right now, the radical left grooming children for sexual abuse for their own political gratification, even if it's not their own sexual gratification. It's not just the mainstream media and the left telling us that we aren't allowed to use this word. Unfortunately, there are um, some people who, well, they call themselves conservatives. You, you, can, you can decide for yourself whether they are actually conservative, who are telling us that we shouldn't be using this word either. And the reasoning, the reasoning here is quite mind-blowing. David French um, tweeted this week and said the slinging of the word groomer or insinuations of sympathy for pedophilia. And by the way, before we even get to his point, I, I do want to make a point here. The insinuations of sympathy for pedophilia, this, this is not an insinuation. It's not an inference, it's not an invention, it's not any of those lovely vocabulary words that start with I. This is the reality, and, and we can see this for ourselves if we look at Katanji Brown-Jackson, if we look at her leniency towards child sex offenders. We're talking about people who have either possessed or distributed child pornography. That is pornography, the sexual torture of children, of toddlers, of babies. And the White House and the Democratic Party tried to hide this part of Katanji Brown-Jackson's record. They tried to, to downplay it, to act like this was totally normal, even though statistically, Ketanji Brown Jackson's leniency, the sentences where she had the discretion over the sentencing of these child sex offenders, they were 47 to 57% less than the national average for those same crimes 
um, compared to the record, the sentencing of other judges for similar for similar criminals here. And the Democratic Party just allows this. The Democratic Party actually tried to hide this. So when David French says insinuations of sympathy for pedophilia, there's no insinuation. That's just the reality of the thing. I wish it weren't. It's horrendous that it is, but that's the reality of the thing. And as long as, as, long as there are people who deny this reality because it's uncomfortable, they deny this reality because they'd rather have, you know, they'd rather be higher intellectually and have, and have these, these, these not these partisan debates that are professional and kind and that you can go out to drink, go out to eat and go out to drink with your opposition afterward. As long as we have people that don't understand that we are in an existential fight for really the life of our nation and that the last pawn, the last area that the left has to compromise in order to usher in their Marxist agenda is by compromising our nation's children. As long as we have people, I guess like David French, as sad as I am to say that, who don't understand that, um, it's, it's going to be very hard to defeat the radical left if conservatives hold this viewpoint. Again, that was a little tangential to the bigger point that I'm going to make here, um, but worth mentioning here because there's no insinuations of sympathy for pedophilia. We can see it with our own eyes. So he says, the slinging of the word groomer or insinuations of sympathy for pedophilia by the same people who spent years standing for the man who appeared in Playboy video centerfold um, Playmate 2000 Bernola twins, and that might be the least worst thing he did, is just too much. So he's saying that conservatives can't criticize the grooming of children for sexual abuse in schools if they supported Trump. If they supported Trump, if you supported Trump, because Trump as an adult was sexually promiscuous, and I'm not, I'm not defending anything that Trump did sexually. I mean, you guys know what my morals are. I'm a practicing Catholic. I think people should be faithful to their spouse. Um, but to compare that, to say that you have no, you have no um, moral rights to criticize children, kindergartners being taught to be transgender, and school administrators hiding from parents when they're 12-year-olds or transitioning, to say that we're not allowed to talk about that, because we voted for Trump, like, are you joking? Are you really joking? Do you want to lose to the left? Are you trying to lose to the left? Does this give you some kind of moral, moral some kind of buzz of moral superiority to be like, well, I, I didn't support Trump and, and therefore, you know, I can tell you what you can and can't say. Like, no, absolutely not. I, it, it's more shocking to me, actually, when people who call themselves conservatives aren't willing to fight the fight. Because a lot of times liberals might not fully understand the existential fight that is happening in our country right now. Even voters might not understand that. They might have been vulnerable to the fake news of the radical left, to the lies of the radical left. And so they don't understand exactly what we might be facing, the Marxist threat that we're facing on the left. But someone who calls themselves conservative understands how important it is to have a constitutional republic as ours is and as ours was created and to protect that constitutional republic from the assault of the radical left who actually wants to have a socialist, Marxist, communist state instead in the United States. And David French should know better. David French should understand that. He's been fighting these fights for a long time. He, he's been fighting on behalf of religious liberty. I mean, he was part of, uh, part of ADF, for goodness sake. He understands what the radical left is after, and yet he takes the side of the radical left in order to, I don't know, virtue signal about moral superiority. I don't get it. But as a conservative movement, 
we should squash that line of thinking very quickly, not because it's not advantageous to us, but just because it's incorrect, because it's wrong. Grooming, remember, grooming is the conditioning of children for sexual abuse or sexual exploitation. It doesn't matter where the gratification falls, whether it's sexual gratification from a pedophile, whether it's political gratification from radical leftist teachers and organizations and politicians who don't care that they are hurting children in order, as long as, that, as long as it enables them to fulfill their radical leftist agenda. So what's happening in schools is the grooming of children, encouraging a child to mutilate their body or to sexually abuse themselves, you know, whether that's masturbation, whether that's sexual promiscuity, that is sexual abuse. That is exploitation. This is what the sex ed programs in schools do right now. This is what the parental rights and education law in Florida or the bill in Ohio are intended to protect against. Now, again, the left needs, the left needs the sexual exploitation of children um, for two reasons. They need it for profit. We talked about how Planned Parenthood profits off of this pipeline, both sex ed in school, teaching children to be promiscuous, which funnels them into the abortion profit pipeline at Planned Parenthood. Also, the sex, the sex ed um, curriculum that Planned Parenthood brings to schools that teaches children to be transgender, and then those children come to Planned Parenthood for hormone therapy, for referrals, for transgender transition surgery. It's, it's a profit pipeline that the left needs, and they also need to separate children from their parents. They also need to create this, this permanent class of revolutionaries in the next generation in order to propagate their, in order to propagate their agenda on our country. They have to undermine the institution of the nuclear family. They have to. Our nation will not fall unless the nuclear family has been destroyed. And in the process, they're killing two birds with one stone. Not only are they undermining the nuclear family by destroying gender, which destroys traditional relationships, which destroys marriage, um, they're also creating a dependency. In this, in this generation, this, 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 these children that they're grooming, they're creating a dependency on radical leftist ideology. And so it is, killing, it is killing two birds with one stone from an ideological standpoint, and they're also profiting off of it. That's why I'm happy to see my home state of Ohio has introduced a bill. It's um, HB 616. It's similar to the parental rights and education bill in Florida. It, it goes a step further, though. It goes a step further in two ways. It also bans critical race theory or any racialized Marxist um, indoctrination of children, which I love to see. It, of course, does the same thing. It, it, it bans curriculum that teaches sexual orientation or gender identity or discussing in the classroom. And it goes beyond just curriculum to a word I discussed a couple of minutes ago. It also bans um, materials that discuss this, not just official curriculum, but materials, which would include library books that aren't officially part of the curriculum, but are offered to children, that, have, that children have access to, because this is what the radical left wants um, wants children to be reading. So I have high hopes. I have high hopes for this Ohio bill. You'll also hear hear a couple of other conservative arguments against these bills. And I want to debunk them quickly because they are false. So conservatives or Republicans, I don't know. I can't, I, I have a hard time calling them conservatives because I don't, I truly don't think they are true. They are conservative if they're against these bills, but they are at least on the right side. Um, conservative arguments against these bills claim that the language is so broad and so vague that this will actually lead to teachers not being allowed to talk about straight people um, or quote unquote cisgender people. Now, I reject the word cisgender because um, that is an invention of the radical left. You aren't cisgender, you just are. 
cisgender, of course, the definition in the, in the eyes of the radical left of cisgender means someone who is born female who identifies as female. But I, I, I reject the premise of it because the premise of it um, the premise of it is that you can identify as a gender different than how you were born. Therefore, you must identify that you that you identify as the same gender you were born to. So I reject the premise. But um, conservatives say this will lead to teachers not being able to talk about straight cisgender people and heterosexual marriage because that falls under the umbrella of of gender identity and sexual orientation. And the conservatives who are who are making this argument say, and you know, the radical left is going to try to try to file lawsuits against teachers that are talking about this to make their points. And here's what I would say. This, this, no, you're wrong, first of all. And here's why. Because cisgender is an invented word and we should reject the premise of it. Um, cisgender is not a gender identity. It is simply biology. It's, it's how you were born. It's, it's how you were made. Um, if you, if you accept the premise of the left, if you accept the left's, if you accept the left's anti-science, then perhaps, but we, we don't have to accept the left's anti-science. They can use a word like cisgender and we can reject a word like cisgender and we ought to do that. Um, so straight or cisgender is not a gender identity. You are simply, you are the gender that you were born biologically, nor in the same, the same thinking applies to the word straight. Straight is not a sexual orientation. Straight is simply the way that biology works, right? This is the way that, that procreation works, that reproduction works. And uh, I said earlier exactly what, what sex ed in schools should be. So th this, is not a this is not a discussion of sexual orientation or of gender identity. This is just a discussion of biology and reproduction and procreation, and um, that is exactly how it should stay. So that argument is a very weak argument by conservatives who don't have the fire in their belly to fight against this. The, the, the larger picture, if we kind of zoom out on this for a moment, the larger picture here is, and this is, this is why I use the word existential fight, because these, these are two viewpoints. Conservatives hold one and liberals hold one that are irreconcilable. Two cannot exist at one time. They cannot be married. And these two viewpoints are the left holds a belief that parents do not have a right to decide what their children are exposed to, that parents do not have a right to instill values of parents choosing in their children. The left thinks that that is the role of government or even, even not even government necessarily. Sometimes government is just the enforcer. The radical left thinks the radical left should have the final word on what children are taught and what values children live by. And this is irreconcilable with the correct viewpoint, which is that no parents have dominion over their children. Parents have a right to know what their children are being taught. They have a right, they have a right to say what their children are being taught or not taught. And they should instill their principles and their values um, in their own children. Their children are part of their family. They are not the property of the state. These are two irreconcilable viewpoints. And the, and the conservative viewpoint is correct, but it is under assault by the radical left right now. And as I said, the big picture here is that the reason that the left is um, telling us that we're not allowed to say the word groomer is because they are scared. They are afraid. Conservatives have not only won in an isolated instance in Florida, this was a nationwide fight. This was, this was everybody in politics knows about the parental rights and education bill in Florida. This is not a local issue. There was big money, big, big politics involved in this, and conservatives won. And more importantly, parents won. And Democrats are scared because they see that even Democrat voters who are parents disagree with Democrat politicians' viewpoints on this. The Democrats have lost. They lost politically, they lost at the state level, and they lost parents. This scares them. 
It's, it's by the way, why no parent um, can actually vote for leftist Democratic candidates in 2022 or 2024. No parent can do that if they, if they want any rights over their own children or if they want to protect society's children. It's also why Republicans and conservatives should never back down. Of course, we should be using the word groomer. It accurately describes what's happening in public schools. It accurately describes how Democrats and liberals and leftists are conditioning our children for sexual abuse and sexual exploitation for political gratification to help the left achieve their political agenda. That is the definition of grooming. It is accurate. Never back down. We are winning and we should keep winning. All right, head on over to the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. If you want to submit a question to me, we are going to do a special bonus extra episode just for VIPs over on the Liz Wheeler Show community, um, answering all your questions, all your questions. You always have great questions and funny questions. So go on over to lizwheelershow.com slash locals to ask a question. If you're not already a VIP, you can use my promo code, which is access to get one month free, your first month free on your annual subscription. That's promo code access on lizwheelershow.com slash locals. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. The Liz Wheeler Show is produced by Jonathan Hay. Executive producer, Chad Abbott. Director of photography, Kevin McRoberts. Editor, Alejandro Figueroa. Sound mixer, Robin Fenderson. Director of marketing, Emily Washler. Production and talent coordinator, Matt Toffler. And senior publicist, Patricia Jackson. This has been a Soundfront production.